Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to three core hypnotherapy techniques every therapist should know. And it includes a video demonstration of natural hypnotic phenomena in the article version of this. So as a therapist, unless you're a hypnotherapist, here's something you may not have heard before. Hypnosis happens in all therapy. One characteristic of the hypnotic state is abstraction. And by that I mean physically being in one place, but psychologically being in another. This happens to a profound degree when we dream at night. Physically you're in bed, but psychologically you're somewhere completely different and you've forgotten about the bed in the bedroom. Fish asking what water is. So consider counselling. The counsellor may regard hypnosis as a no-go area for their depressed client, even as they start asking the client about their life and their past. But as soon as you ask a client questions relating to realities outside the therapy room, you're inviting them to trance out. When the client becomes more psychologically tuned uh, to the, say, the divorce they went through last year than to the right here, right now therapy room, then the abstraction element of trance is in full play. The person may even look quite glassy-eyed. This type of hypnosis is so familiar to us that it's easy to conclude that, you know, well, that's not really hypnosis. Constantly hypnotizing someone to feel bad by keeping their focus on negative events and experiences should not be a part of any modern therapy, despite much therapy dogma to the effect that there's no game without pain. We really have moved beyond that. Three core hypnotherapy techniques that use the mind's subtle power. One, bring back the good times with hypnotic visualization. The first way you can usefully and naturally use hypnosis, and remember if you're a therapist, you're using it anyway, is to focus people's attention on times they felt really good. Once you've done that, you can use those good feelings as a bridge to therapeutic gain without any pain. Hypnosis doesn't just happen when we close our eyes. You can easily become more attuned with your memories or fantasies than with your immediate surroundings, even with your eyes wide open. So you might begin by asking someone to describe the last time they felt really good or relaxed or joyful or interested or just okay. Now ask for a description of those feelings. What words would the client use to describe them? For example, lightness or energy. Okay. You can then suggest that as you talk, they can begin to notice those very feelings de developing in their body right now. You could suggest that certain great memories come to mind, or if memories are associated with loss, you could suggest that as those feelings develop, certain positive images from the future will come to mind. This really isn't so different from asking someone to recount how they felt during a past upset, but we're just focusing on resourceful feelings. Recently, I worked with a woman who found it difficult to feel as good as the other mothers when collecting her daughter from school. She felt inferior as a mother. I helped her recall a time when she felt strong and relaxed. Then I got her to keep those feelings while she strongly visualized picking her daughter up at the school gates. Hypnotherapists 
just extend what all therapists do when they ask clients to talk about their lives and forget the therapy room. Two, use post-hypnotic therapy, build positive expectation. So we've all seen or heard about stage hypnotists using post-hypnotic suggestion. For example, when I click my fingers, you'll sing like a canary. But post-hypnotic suggestions happen all the time to all of us. A soldier is traumatized by a bomb uh, going off in Afghanistan. Months later, he's back home and a car engine backfires, working as a natural post-hypnotic suggestion to feel terrified, just as he did during the initial explosion back in Afghanistan. Post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, is post-hypnotic suggestion working pathologically. Placebo, in which someone believes, for example, that a white sugar pill is a powerful antidepressant and so recovers from depression, is also a form of post-hypnotic suggestion. The moments when expectation is created within the mind are hypnotic moments. Making positive expectation statements to your client when they're focused enough to hear them and register them can be hugely therapeutic, whether you think you do hypnosis or not. And, you know, so saying things like, and you can be curious as to just how this confidence is going to manifest next time you're at the school gates is a suggestion. It's a strange but amazing feeling the first time you wake up in the morning and realize you actually feel compelled to start the day. So use positive expectation because it's hypnotic. Three, use hypnotic phenomena to demonstrate that they can change. During hypnosis, it's quite easy to produce phenomena such as hand levitation, time distortion, and physical numbness even. Experiencing this kind of thing can powerfully demonstrate to the client that they can do things they didn't know they could do. For example, I taught one man to repeatedly switch off feeling in his hand by visualizing it packed in ice, then switch sensation on again. So I linked uh, this to his public speaking anxiety and suggested that he could switch off physical sensation if he could do that so easily, then switching off public speaking fear would be a right doddle. Absolutely easy for him. That means easy in British speak, by the way. (laughs) Doddle. So whatever you call it, his speech was successful. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com slash blog. That's unk.com slash blog. Mm-hmm.